This is the tile of a paper that was published in Law Resistance Media, July 1, 2020. The subtitle is The Balkanization of the Union. Please take the time to read that article. It takes for granted that no union is forever. Here is how it starts. Greater than it is not news that there are irreconcilable political, economic, and cultural divisions in the U.S. What makes these divisions a force of fragmentation, or social cleavages, is that these tend to overlap between each other at a geographical level. Overlapping social cleavages reinforce division and grow in time, gradually eroding the fabric of society. Ultimately, this process of progressive division leads to political fragmentation or balkanization. Greater than. Greater than the process of political balkanization has three ingredients, economic, political, and cultural. All these are present in current American society and, unless a new social contract arises, the secession process will continue to deepen. It could take many decades, but in the long term, the only viable political solution for the United States is to divide into smaller nations. The problem with which we are faced today is that neither the Republicans nor the Democrats seem aware of the inevitable dislocation of the Union if nothing is done. As I have been saying for some time in this website, if we want the Union to survive our deep divisions, it must become more democratic, that is to say capable of taking into account our insurmountable differences, and allow them to coexist side by side, in a form of civilized divorce. The union must become less centralized so that diversity can exist in the way we govern ourselves on the local levels of states and cities and towns. In other words, the federal government must decrease and state and local governments must increase. Something similar to the European Union. This will be a less centralized and much weaker and even unstable union. But, on the other hand, a viable one. I have suggested the following idea. Let the proceeds of the federal income tax be distributed in the following way. 50% should go back to the states. The states should give 50% of that income to local governments of cities and towns. This will ensure that the states and local governments can enjoy real autonomy, instead of being dependent on handouts from the federal government. This is an important step toward shifting the power from the federal government to local governments. A similar step should be taken in regards to federal law. Federal law should be limited to what concerns the affairs of the restricted union. In other words, the decisions of the Supreme Court should not be binding on state and local governments. This is essential in order to protect their autonomy. Objection. Today we are so deeply divided that we cannot agree on anything important. How are we going to agree on decentralizing the union? My answer is that we don't have to agree. The initiative cannot come from the top of the power pyramid. It can only come from the bottom, that is to say from city and town governments. They are the ones who should know their democratic rights and claim them for themselves. Here comes the role of the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. Those two amendments are revolutionary, provided we understand them correctly. So far, they have been ignored by those who control the federal system. I must recognize that they are enigmatic and very obscure. This has made them useless. But there is a way of discussing enigmatic and obscure texts. According to this new method, I can say that they claim for the states and local government the powers they had before the Constitution was adopted. They go back to the way things were under the Articles of Confederation. I have discussed my interpretation of the Ninth and Tenth Amendments in a book entitled, Open Letter to the Mayor of Seattle. You can find it on Amazon. I have posted in this website a shorter discussion. You can find it under theory slash long texts. If you find those texts too hard to read, 
it will be enough to understand that those two amendments amend the Constitution by protecting the democratic rights of state and local governments against the powers of the federal government. Yes, there is a big contradiction in the Constitution. It is up to us, the people, to take advantage of that contradiction. I invite you to educate yourself and become aware of the power of democracy, the rule of the people, by the people. We can have conservative towns and cities, on the one hand, and liberal towns and cities, on the other hand. The melting pot theory is a myth that must be demystified. The fact is that we are deeply divided. Those divisions are here to stay. We need a political system and a union that respect those facts. Nobody should lose their rights every time we have a new president. The Democrats felt that under Trump, and now many Republicans feel that way. This is unsustainable. Here is a video that I have made. Please take the time to watch it. Thank you.